the Daily Positivity Podcast. Daily Positivity Podcast. So you see, when you ask, how do I attain the knowledge of God? How do I attain nirvana, liberation? All I can say is it's the wrong question. Why do you want to attain it? Because the very fact that you're wanting to attain it is the only thing that prevents you from getting there. You already have it. But of course, uh, it's, it's up to you. It's your privilege to pretend that you don't. That's your game. That's your life game. That's what makes you think you're an ego. And uh, when you want to wake up, you will. Just like that. If you're not awake, it shows you don't want to. You're, you're still playing the hide part of the game. You're still, as it were, the, the, the self, pretending it's not the self. And that's what you want to do. So you see, in that way too, you're already there. When you understand this, a funny thing happens. And some people uh, misinterpret it. You will discover, as this happens, that the distinction between voluntary and involuntary behavior disappears. That this now moment in which I'm talking and you're listening is eternity. That although we have somehow conned ourselves into the notion that this moment is rather ordinary and that we may not feel very well and that uh, we're sort of vaguely frustrated and worried and so on and that it ought to be changed. This is it. So you don't need to do anything at all. But the difficulty about explaining that is that don't, you, you mustn't try not to do anything because that's doing something. And how to explain that? Because there's nothing to explain. It's the, it, it, it is the way it is now, you see. And if you understand that, it will automatically wake you up. That's why Zen teachers use shock treatment. To uh, sometimes while they hit people or shout at them or cre create a sudden surprise. Because it is that jolt that suddenly brings you here. See, there's no road to here, because you're already there. They say in Zen, you cannot take hold of it, nor can you get rid of it. In not being able to get it, you get it. When you are silent, it speaks. When you speak, it is silent. Now, don't, don't misunderstand me. This is not any kind of fatalism. When I say, you as you conceive yourself to be, that is your ego, your image of yourself, isn't there. It doesn't exist. It's an abstraction. It's like three. Do you ever see three? It's plain, ordinary three? No, nobody ever saw it. So it's a concept, it's a vikalpa. So in the same way as oneself. There's the happening, the suchness, yes, sure, you bet. But it's not pushing you around because there's no you to be pushed around. In other words, there's no billiard ball on the end of the queue. There's the queue. You know, it goes, it goes this way and goes that way. They call a Buddha a Tathagata. One who comes or goes thus. This way and that way. See? He went that away. <laughs> so, 
uh, the, the, this illusion of the persecuted ego who was pushed around by fate is, is, is altogether disappeared. And so, in likewise, the illusion of the ego who pushes fate around has also disappeared. There's a happening. So, in this, do you see what has happened? By dying to yourself, by having become completely incompetent and found that you don't exist, you're reborn. You become everything. In the words of Sir Edwin Arnold, foregoing self, the universe grows I. What does it mean that you can't do anything about it? It's singing loud and clear. The reason you can't do anything about it is that you don't exist. That is, as an ego, as a soul, a separate will, just isn't there. Well, when you understand that, you're liberated. The self is the basis of all being. And being is not something into which we come, but out of which we proceed. In popular language, we say, I came into this world, as if you came from somewhere else altogether, from outside. But you don't, you come out of this world, just in the same way as the leaves come from the tree. And so in that way, you are an expression of it, and the self, meaning, itself, self meaning identity, self meaning basis, ground, is what everybody fundamentally is. There is only now. If you say, well, tomorrow, the next day, maybe in another dozen lifetimes, I'll be ready. That means simply and solely, I don't want to be bothered with it now, I'm even not interested in it now, so I've got an excuse for putting it off. Which is fine, that's perfectly okay. <laughs> you can put it off. There is no reason, there is no compulsion why you should come out of this illusion. And so, you see, uh, it's, it's like the idea of forgiving somebody. Uh, you change the meaning of the past by doing that. It's like also the, when you watch the flow of music. The melody as it is expressed is changed by notes that come later. Just as the meaning of a sentence, especially say take German or Latin, where there's the convention of placing a verb at the end of a sentence. You wait, in other words, till later to find out what the sentence means, according to our way of feeling it. So it is also in our language, if I say I love you, you don't know when I've said I, what I is doing. I could say I hate you. So we don't know until later. So in other words, the word love or the word hate changes the function of the word I. And then I was going to say, I love flowers. No, but I love you, you see? And so the word later changes the meaning of those that go before. 
present is always changing the past. The Daily Positivity Podcast.